support for WERU comes from our listeners and from Front Street Shipyard, a Midcoast Maine boat building repair and storage facility located in Belfast. Front Street Shipyard on Penobscot Bay, offering dockage, service, and amenities for owners, captains, and crew. Online at frontstreetshipyard.com or 930-3740. Just a few seconds before 10 o'clock, and you are tuned to WERU-FM 89.9 Blue Hill, 90, and streaming online at WERU.org. Boat Talk with your host, Helen Sprague, and Mike Joyce is up next. Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Boat Talk. It's a call-in radio show here on Community Radio, WERU-FM, Blue Hill, 89.9, and all around this wet world at WERU.org. Boat Talk is a call-in show with your rusty anchors, Mike Joyce and Alan Sprague, and we're joined again with John Hansen, the publisher and editor of Maine Coastal News. Boat Talk is a show where awake is a good thing. Oh, I got that one. It uh, took me a minute. Yeah, awake. Yeah, you have to be awake to get that one. Yes. Yeah, I was still thinking about John Hansen being here this morning. John Hansen. Yeah, yeah. you just introduced John Hansen. Oh, really? From Maine Coast News. No, uh, John, uh, this is the second time <laughs> I've done it. I wasn't going to correct him. I was just going to yeah. let him ride with it. He's getting used to it. John Johansson, excuse me. John Hansen is also a friend of ours, old boatyard yep. buddy who now does uh, Maine Boats, Homes, and Harbors magazine. So. Oh, he'd be welcome here anytime. Yeah, also. there is a difference, though. So just thought we'd point her out. <laughs> <laughs> so while we're talking about Maine Boats, Homes, and Harbors, let me uh, put a little quick... Um, I guess I'll call it a a, a a gold star for them. Uh, they are, are an underwriter of this program, and I need to uh, announce that. But uh, they also, in their most recent issue, has a, 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 a article of uh, people writing in of their favorite boat books. And there's quite a list of people oh, yeah. who have written yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and had a good list subject. of lots of good, interesting things for uh, – for the winter is coming on, as they say there. And so check it out, Main Boats, Homes, and Harbors. Yeah, and again, we haven't uh, – last month we ran a uh, taped uh, uh, Alan's uh, special about the uh, Jenny Lynn. We uh, were off the air uh, transmitter Oh, they, they ran that? I didn't yeah. even hear it. <laughs> yeah, it did. A lot of, I got some good feedback on it, man. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, and that was all – let's put it this way. That was I, all Alan. I think we're going to run it again in the wintertime when the radio is on, but the engineers aren't here when we get to probably much larger Yeah, audience. snow day. Uh, it was a snow day show. Uh, AT&T is uh, doing maintenance on the tower, and when they climb up the tower, we got to shut the radio off so we don't we radio them, yep. you know? And uh, so no boat talk last month, but uh, – uh, since then, we have been to the Maine Boats, Homes, and Harbor show. You and I uh, 
Master of Ceremonies for the World Boatyard Dog Championship uh, once again this year. I forget. Uh, they keep inviting us back. It was only mildly embarrassing this year for uh, you know, yeah. and um, that's from our point of view. I th- uh, you know, I I thought it was terrific because the uh, surprise winner, w- the surprise winner that you know, usually it's a uh, a water dog of some sort, but this year it was a uh, what was it a Chihuahua? Chihuahua, and it was yeah. an interesting use of the rules. The uh, rules are uh, cheating is not only encouraged but mandatory. Uh, bribes are no longer accepted. Uh, you're supposed to make a uh, shelter donation nowadays, but also the uh, contest uh, uh, dog has to uh, do a uh, obstacle course down to the dock in and out of a. Uh, a uh, dinghy or another boat, and then a uh, freestyle event, dog and or handler must end up wet. So this little chihuahua. <laughs> chihuahua says, it's up to you. <laughs> and the, um, oh, our other friend Tash uh, uh, from uh, Boston and Gloucester, Mass, there was not a water dog at all, so the people end up in the water. And the uh, winner went on a surfboard, was right. on the water. As I like to point out, I don't work in the water. I work on the water, really? not yeah, in it. That on was a, good a day, very, you know? very uh, good treatment of a, yeah. a, 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 an interesting subject. And most props involve tennis balls, and, and uh, you know, uh, that's the uh, biggest yeah. trick there. But, uh, again, it was uh, uh, pretty good. It's a good time, and Alan and I, game, we show up, and, and uh, there's no point in blushing on the radio. I've thought that for years. They can't see us, okay? They presume they like us, and then we show up in uh, the sunshine of the day and, uh, you know, got to make chitter-chatter about uh, So anyway, cheerleading gig. I figured that out a long time ago. We ain't cheerleaders, but we did good enough this year. They'll invite us back again, so, yeah. I think you can see videos of that, too, on YouTube of the main, main boats. What's it called? The... Homes and Harbors. Uh, uh, boatyard dog. Not, yep. Yeah, not dock dog. There's a whole different thing. But these are boatyard dog videos. Yeah. So uh, a couple of, uh, you know, news new, news notes here. Uh, anybody notice the big hurricane? Nope. <laughs> Just one, came by? Yeah, people I in Alabama were really, really hurting. <laughs> Bahamas, one place I've never been to. And apparently it's all different now. Yeah, so don't, don't go oh, now. Yeah, yeah really. and it'll be interesting to see yes. how they rebuild it. Um, is the question is uh, you know what are the new standards and uh, can you add ten or twenty feet to the land there? Uh, probably not. But how about up in Canada? How how were they hit? Oh, uh, Halifax. Halifax uh, had a crane knocked down. Uh, uh, they had uh, uh, big waves and uh, big. Uh, 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 winds there. The uh, fascinating thing to me, I used to live in uh, Antigonish County there. Cape George sticks up between Cape Breton and uh, Prince Edward Island on the north shore of uh, Nova Scotia. Track went right over Cape George and up the slot between Newfoundland and, and uh, Prince Edward Island there. And uh, been an interesting day. I haven't talked to any of my friends, so yeah. I know Finn Sprague was up there with Lions Whelp. He was hungry. Was he now? Yeah. yeah. He's on his way back because he's going to go to the boat show this weekend in Newport. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and again, meet the new storm. It ain't quite like the old storm. There's a lot more energy and uh, water in the atmosphere. And when it all turns up and uh, comes down, man, it's uh, like, say, there's uh, more power coming. And the joke is that you have uh, to worry about a couple of degrees of warming and a couple more inches of seawater in your front yard. Well, we can get adjusted to that over a long time. You may be dead from a big storm or perhaps... uh, 
about uh, some of the other complications like uh, crop failures, uh, you know, uh, ice melting so that land is rebounding. And this is causing seismic activity that can cause things like tsunamis and, uh, you know, other, other bad side effects of the earth change in shape. Yeah. Among other little side effects that, that uh, you don't think it's all a web of uh, all connected. So, uh, you know, uh, ain't no big deal. And we've got uh, been warned about this forever and we're still here. Uh, you know, uh, best of luck, people uh, ignoring, uh, you know. And shout out to my friend Patrick down in Penobscot uh, and Castine this morning uh, from the Bangor Daily News. Uh, teen to bring climate activism to the U.S. Greta Thornburg is a Swedish teenager, and she's made a little name for herself over uh, in her uh, homeland there, standing up and uh, protesting and uh, saying that the kids are not going to take what their parents are uh, pretty much ignoring, you know. And So she's come over to America to protest, try to uh, make some noise here, and she came by uh, the most climate-friendly way she could uh, come. She uh, wanted to come by boat, ended up on an 18-meter yacht. That's a 60-foot yacht. This uh, yacht, a little unusual, too. It is uh, Melizia, Melizia 2, has solar panels and underwater turbines that generate uh, your uh, 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 carbon-using electricity on board. uh, Isn't she an open 60? I'm not sure. Again, radical kind of boat I wouldn't smile at, honestly. Um, Oh, they're neat. Yeah, they're neat, but they're, uh, again... uh, They just launched five of those Amoka boats. Yeah. Here's one thing I've learned about boat deliveries. I've learned this with power boats especially, but a few sailboats too. Um, For the boat to be good out to sea, a lot of boat needs to be in the water. Oh, no. Cut them right up on those foils (laughs) until one of them fails. And again, John John just showing us pictures from the, uh, what was it, the Winter Harbor uh, lobster boat races. Yeah, 167 boats raced. Yeah. 160. That that must be a record. That is the record. Yeah. It was 130. Uh, The biggest between that this year was 125 at Jonesboro. Must have taken all day to have all those races. Well, it shouldn't have. It was almost. It was about till 4 o'clock. Uh-huh. But... You know, you, you're running almost the same number of races, but MB, which is 500 to 750 horsepower, 40 feet and over, they had 31, 32 boats in the class. So we Whoa. split them up into three heats okay. with a final. No, we don't let them all race down. <laughs> yeah, there. Although, they, they squeeze be, together. <laughs> that would be interesting. Yeah. Well, you were just showing us a video of a, uh, a lobster boat that yeah. fell over on its side a couple of times. Uh, My first Maria, question was... Maria's nightmare. Yeah. yeah. Was, it, was it waked or was it, uh, no, it was uh, turning condition. radically? No, it was going in a straight line, which is scary. But here's the joke about these lobster boats, okay? You apply enough power to this displacement hull, which is supposed to be all in the water, right up to the water line. You can get it to come out pretty much. You need a downforce. Right up to the propeller, yes. And this boat that tipped over uh, not once but twice, uh, it did it because only basically the propeller and the back of the rudder was in the water at the time. Right, but also, you you know, in Winter Harbor, we always have nice rollers. So we get great photos because boats, a lot of times, will come out of the water. Little swell in there, yeah. And then the wind was against them, pushing them to the left. And then the propellers pushing him to the left. So all of the conditions. So after the second time on her side, he 
pulled it back and called it good. Well, <laughs> and again, those good boats idea. are not, not supposed to be totally out of the water. Speaking totally out of the water, uh, leading the news uh, nationally now uh, is a uh, car carrier in St. Simmons Sound, uh, Brunswick, Georgia. It made a turn uh, coming into port. Whoops. Uh, the other day, and uh, and then uh, all of a sudden was on its side and with a fire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and, and like, four people trapped below. Yeah. They're all out. They, yeah, they got them out. They yes. got them out. This one. Yeah. like to figure out how uh, the ship became so destabilized it fell over, and the question was, was it on fire first or second? Perhaps if they were Probably fighting second. a fire, they flooded, uh, you know. Uh, the ship, unfortunately, and she tipped over. But mm-hmm. those things are huge, okay? Mm-hmm. When you uh, There's no mistaking a car carrier out to sea. And if you think that cruise ships look top-heavy, the car mm-hmm. carriers are incredible. What, was it loaded with cars? It was uh, partially loaded. It was uh, either just discharged cargo or was getting ready to yeah. uh, coming into port. So they must, you know, when it tips, they must all slide over to one side and make it much worse But you'd think quickly. they were all booked they should be Again, chained down. Ought to be all dogged down, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, the whole if thing is. If they're not. <laughs> rattle, rattle, rattle. Uh, cargo management is everything. Um, was in my uh, younger delivery days, I was going up Chesapeake Bay and uh, a lot of ship traffic uh, up and down there. And uh, so in a small, uh, uh, small yacht, you get right over on the side of the uh, road, as we call it, and run the uh, right next to the buoys or even outside of the buoys. Still enough water for a moderate size yacht and i was uh, watching this boat come up behind me it was freaking huge and uh i actually got outside the buoys and it's the only time i've been blasted five times <laughs> by a big horn which is like uh you know what the hell are you doing <laughs> it was a toyota car carrier and he about come over to the side of the buoys too i don't know full channel i don't know what the hell he was doing and back in those days i didn't call that guy on the radio nowadays i talked to him so they probably know. don't steer real well yeah but watching those things, mm. watching one of those 700-foot, uh, that's long. I don't know how many hundred feet high they are. Uh, come right at you. Is, uh, I'm telling you, quite a sight there. Huge. Yeah. So anyway, on its side, don't know how it ended up there, but, uh, you know. Um, speaking of shipping, the uh, Russians are uh, talking about the uh, northern sea route. Uh, traffic doubled last year. Uh, people uh, taking the Northwest Passage. This is... Uh, uh, there's been cruise ships, not only commercial traffic. The Russians are talking about putting $12 billion infa- in infrastructure into the Northwest Passage, and that includes everything from icebreakers to satellites. The Russians are also making a big sovereignty deal out of their ownership of the Arctic, and the whole things are connected. And again, the ice is a melting people, mm-hmm. you know. And it's all different, and it's going to keep being different. So That's why Trump wanted to buy Greenland. Yeah. Um, well, uh, again, uh, wouldn't have been, uh, you know, particularly stupid there. And uh, here's a favorite of mine. i got to read a little bit of this for you out of the Bangor Daily News. Uh, state set to knock air out of balloon launches. And uh, it turns out that nationwide there's a growing awareness of the problem of uh, balloons being litter. And there's a lady named Lydia Bloom from, uh, I think, Unity, Maine, uh, representative of uh, State Maine, wants to uh, put a balloon bill in. This would uh, join California, Connecticut, Florida, Tennessee, and Virginia already have laws that ban or restrict launches. Uh, Arizona, Connecticut, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, New Jersey, New York, Rhode Island are thinking about it, too. And uh, here's the thing. I can't remember the last time I was uh, offshore and didn't see 
a mylar balloon out there. Yeah, uh, or even to the rubber ones too. Yeah, yeah happy birthday, uh, <laughs> you know, a bunch there, and you go over and you wonder whose birthday it was. So I've just uh, developed the habit of uh, I'll be in the store and mummy will buy a, a nice little girl uh, some of those balloons, and I can't help myself. I go over and I say, look, I go out in the ocean on boats all the time, and I always see those balloons out there. So when when you get done with that balloon, please don't let it go out in the ocean. And they'll look at you like, huh? Mm. Well, we have uh, Dave Rowe on the line Yes, now. please. Let's uh, give a little intro. Dave Rowe is in the uh, midst of a great circle loop uh, expedition. It's a uh, route around the entire eastern United States, and Dave is uh, on his way south right now in Wisconsin. Let's find out just what's been up with Dave. Good morning, Dave. Uh, Dave. You coming through? Oh, I'm afraid Dave is can't get him. We're going to keep working on that, and we'll try again in a little bit. We got uh, the head lady Amy Brown this morning twisting the dial, dials and knobs, so we got hope. Yeah, so well, we'll get Dave in a minute. These balloon launches are not only uh, like say uh, you know family uh, having a birthday or stuff, but organizations are being urged to knock these things off too. Uh, Clemson University, uh, the Indianapolis 500, Nebraska uh, University Cornhuskers all do giant balloon oh, releases at events, you know. And we should probably explain why why people don't like them in the water. It's not just because they, uh, they eventually break down and make microplastic in the water, but because the strings, especially dangling down in the water, those balloons look enough like jellyfish, which is a prime food for turtles that a lot of turtles are uh, eating them and uh, necropsies of dead sea turtles have proven that there are a lot of balloons inside of turtles now. Yeah. Another great article. uh, uh, Didn't make it all the way here, but I got the gist of it in my head. They found a a huge ball, a tangled ball of uh, fishing gear off of Cape Elizabeth. Uh, I didn't find it. It's been there for a while. And it is marked by a number of uh, buoys still on the surface that have all ended up. And it's a tangle not only of fishing gear but trash as well. Uh, a couple mm. boys went out there with their fishing boats and a diver tried to uh, uh, hook float barrels to it and hoist it up into the back of a uh, 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 dragger boat. Uh, broke the uh, gallows frame, I believe, trying Ooh. to hoist this thing up. Ended up uh, refloating it again, towed it into Portland Harbor, estimated at more than 10,000 pounds worth of uh, uh, tangled mess. Uh, a lot of doormats there, huh? Fishing gear and everything down to styrofoam Probably traps. Cups. Yeah. Yeah. Traps will roll up into a ball oh. yeah. in storms. Mm. Yeah, and this mm. ball is its own force of nature, too. It's, uh, uh, you know, in contact with the bottom and uh, bobbing up and down and a uh, bit of a uh, home wrecker for, uh, you know bottom dwellers as well yeah and speaking of these uh damn we have fishermen, a, we have mike on uh, on dave, Rowe. Da- dave yeah <laughs> you have mike here we have dave i believe <laughs> on the phone now good morning dave you there Ooh, you're trying i can tell i can almost <laughs> got three people working on it yeah so dave uh give us another shot I'm here. Oh, there you <laughs> there are. Go. Woo, boy. <laughs> Better late than never. Happened. Yeah. So good morning. Where are you at? I'm in Milwaukee. 
It's <laughs> <laughs> kind of early for that, isn't it? Yes, it is, actually. <laughs> now, come on, you're, uh, let's brag a little bit. You're at the Yacht Club in Milwaukee, too, ain't you? Yes, we are. We're at the South Shore Yacht Club. Yeah. Having a ball. All right. And uh, uh, we've been having some adventures, Dave. Again, Dave and uh, his friend Stacy bought a bayliner, 39-foot bayliner called Stink Pot. Uh, and uh, took it up the Hudson River, Erie Canal, all that kind of stuff. And uh, what lake is Milwaukee on, remind us? Lake Michigan. Lake Michigan. Big water, isn't it, Dave? It is big water. As a matter of fact, there's a a breakwater, break wall, uh, just outside the marina here. And when when the swell's coming at us, when the wind's coming out of the the east, uh, it sounds just like you're sitting at Poppin' Beach. Hmm. Yep, and you have um, noticed looking at your Facebook uh, a post there, and, and again, anybody can check out the Adventures of Stinkpot on Facebook. Not hard to remember or find, really. Adventures of Stinkpot. Um, you have uh, uh, what you call a new awareness of uh, weather windows. Yes. Oh, definitely. Uh, especially, you know, when we were coming up the, uh, the ICW, uh, we we didn't worry so much about it because that's a you know an enclosed waterway. Uh, unless you're you know taking the wind right in the teeth, uh, it's not whipping much up. Uh, but out here, uh, it it gets tall. It really does. There have been some days where we've been glad we sat still because like you look out there and you know there's eight foot waves. Mm. Nothing I want to deal with. No, and I repeatedly make the point that um, eight foot wave in the Gulf of Maine is kind of like a, you know fairly average uh, snotty night, but that's a different wave from a la- wave in Lake, lake Michigan. I'm sorry, Lake, lake Michigan. Um, oh, definitely. Yeah, the lake lake wave is uh, shorter, steeper, and again doesn't have that long swell fetch to it. Um, the boat uh, trying to react to the uh, short, steep waves ends up bucking and not. Sometimes knowing which way to go, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I, even even on three four footers, uh, it's it's a very uncomfortable ride. Yeah. We uh we lost our our black water tank uh, going through a chop like that. It just cracked right up the side of it. Whoops. <laughs> and again, I'm we glad would, you're on the radio, Dave. <laughs> we would ascribe that to uh, uh, Dave. Here's a great maxim I've learned from uh, most 300 boat deliveries. Okay. Uh, one of the great things we like to say is it's not good to shake up the boat, okay? Yeah. And we're kind of joking that it's the crew that doesn't want to be shook up, okay? Also, when you get right down to it, but when you shake the boat, uh, bad things happen in the fuel tank, and, and your your uh, waste bladder uh, obviously uh, couldn't stand the strain of the uh, liquids jumping up and down, and it broke. It, was it a plastic tank? It was a plastic tank. Yeah, yeah. Uh, HDPE, uh, the white white plastic ones welded together. Yep. 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 Made well, in nineteen eighty seven. And it break at the seams. No, it didn't. It broke right up. This jagged crack right up the side of it, huh. and it was above. It was above the liquid level inside the tank. Nineteen eighty seven. Maybe uh, maybe over time, it uh, what they call post cures and gets a little bit more hard with time and would tend to crack. Hmm. Yeah, interesting. It was definitely fatigued. Yeah. Um, didn't get flooded out or anything. Got stunk out maybe, but not flooded. Exactly. Yeah, and lucky. Yeah. 
we ended up uh, uh, ordering the same day because we were coming into Milwaukee. I have friends here, so we borrowed their address. We ordered the same day a, a, a bladder uh, to replace it and one of the Nada bladders. Yep. And I put that in there a couple of days ago. And I got to tell you, it, it's nice going from 35 gallons to 52 gallons, just like that. <laughs> well, don't go to 53. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, I noticed from the Facebook page, too, you had a, uh, a page with quite a list of uh, items of needing attention on, on old stink pot. Oh, yeah. No, we're, we're slowly going through her. Uh, there, there are things, but you know, not no deal breakers at the at the moment. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, I have solar panels I'm putting on here very shortly, uh, which is going to take the sting out of the fact that our generator hasn't worked since. Uh, oh, where were we? South Carolina. Mm. <laughs> mm. Um, and I'm I'm putting up uh, 700 watts of solar panels, so that should take care of most of our power needs on this boat. Nice. Uh, not going to run the AC off of it, but who does that anyway? Uh, apparently, people down south where you're headed, so you know. Uh, <laughs> and again, you see some great, uh, you see some great air conditioning lash-ups on boats and marinas uh, down south. Uh, boats obviously don't go anywhere; just sit there. And uh, but anyway, uh, check that out. Now, Dave, you've got some tools and you've got some skills. You uh, somewhat self-sufficient. In the oh yeah, maintenance, oh. maintenance regards. We've we've got lots of tools and and <laughs> lots of skills, uh, you know, I, from construction skills to mechanical skills. I've uh, I've been a musician my whole life, so I've I've learned how to do an awful lot of things that I'd otherwise have to pay somebody to do just out of necessity. So there you go. But it you works do, well for me. But you do need other people. And That's true. Uh, how's people been for you? Strangers? You you meeting any strangers? Making any new friends? Lots of new friends. Matter of fact, the boat that's uh, parked right behind us here in the marina, uh, nice folks. They've been uh, uh, offering to help here and there and, and uh, you know, vice versa. So it, wherever we go, we're, we're making new friends and and, uh, uh, and having a lot of fun, really. So when you're hanging in a marina, you uh, get together with some other musicians and do a little jam? That hasn't happened yet. Uh you know, I, I did play a show the other night uh, right here in Milwaukee, uh, but I, I haven't, haven't had a jam yet. Um, I was just watching I a clip of that on the Facebook. I'll uh, point out to people, too. Adventures of Stankbot. <laughs> nice job. Yep. Thank you. But I have to tell you, I was listening to you guys earlier talking about that, that uh, car carrier in uh, uh, Georgia that went over. And uh, I, we went through there last winter twice. Uh, that, that area, that, that sound, uh, it whips up something. So I, I can imagine if that thing started to heal over, it would, wouldn't take anything to push it over. Yeah. You look at the, I don't know if you got a, a big screen TV in your, uh, main cabin there, but if you look at the news photos of it, it has surprisingly, it's on its side. And, uh, so you can see the bottom, there's surprisingly little bottom under that boat. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There's not a lot of draft there. No. Uh, I'm quite surprised by that, but that's, uh, you know, again, uh, uh, they carry a great weight very efficiently uh, uh, all over the world most of the time. So, yeah. Definitely. Um, I I don't recall there being a lot of water in there anyway. You know, obviously in in the inlet there's probably a good channel, but if if he was getting over to the the edge of the channel or something, 
maybe he knew about the fire and he was just taking his, you know, taking his chances getting over as close to the land as he could. I don't know. But, uh, you know, that, that's right there in the ICW. So there's, right. there's generally not a lot of water through there anyway. Yeah. Shallow water is, again, its own trouble. Uh, waves trip uh, as water gets shallow, among other uh, things. Uh, so, like I say, blue water, uh, nice and deep and, and less stuff to hit out there. As yeah. No, say, I'm, you know. I'm just looking at the chart uh, in that area where he is. And, you know, he's probably sitting in no more than 30 feet. Yeah, and he probably draws 20. So, yeah, there's not a lot of room there for a waste. There's not a lot of room for error. <laughs> yeah, and you try to flip that boat back up and uh, clean up the the oil puddle. Uh, oh, yeah. Good time, yeah. So, anyway, oh, yeah. again, uh, Dave, what I like to point out to people is, uh, um, uh, you know, I solve problems on, on boats out to sea. We're on land. This is, we can't be having a big problem, uh, you know. Comparatively speaking, but yeah. again, this uh, little naughty, naughty nautical problem they've got there with the boat on its side, man, just because it's close to land ain't going to help them clean that up. It's like so. No, it's going to make it all the all the harder. And that's actually last year. I think you'll remember there was a tug that went over in that same area, uh, and we went by that. It, you know what a hell of a mess that was. <laughs> yeah, you know. And it, it looked about the same in terms of scale, the size of the boat sticking out of the water. And I, I'd say probably uh, when we went through there with maybe 10 feet of water uh, and low tide, which I think is when he was transiting, when that tug went over, uh, it probably got down to, you know, six, seven feet. So he probably shouldn't have been there in the first place. Oh, and that's uh, if there's no wave trough, which subtracts from that. So, yeah, yeah. Hey, Dave, let's go back to sociability on your cruising uh, there. You're in the yacht club. You've got friends on the dock, and, uh, you know, you can literally walk up on, and down the dock, talk to anybody, I guess. But dock costs money. Yes, it does. Yeah. Um, you have Motel 6 with you and an anchor, but, uh, again, then you need your generator and uh, you need people and, uh, you know. So what kind of combination are you doing of uh, uh, docks and anchors? Uh, well, by and large, we're probably eighty percent anchors, uh, and you know I'm I'm not that that includes when we've been tied up to walls along canals and things like that, which are generally free or or damn near it. Oh, that's good. Uh, yeah, it's real good. And and we were coming through uh, Sturgeon Bay, uh, just north of here, about fifty miles. Uh, and we ended up spending, we're waiting for a win weather window. We ended up spending, I think, four or five days in Sturgeon Bay tied up to uh, a wall. Uh, and it was supposed to be a four-hour limit on that wall, but no one came out and kicked us off, so we stayed for four days. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, and I, I think, you know, they're not, they're not going to give you a hard time uh, if the weather's chancy anyway. I think they knew what we were doing, so. Yeah. It was a good way to meet people, uh, though, being tied to something. Here's a nice little uh, boat social story for you. We interviewed uh, Captain Mick a while back. He was in Belfast for the winter. He had a gaff uh, cement uh, sloop named Hannah and liked to go north, like to Labrador and stuff. So the question is, if you come into a little cove in Labrador and there's one other boat there and you haven't seen another boat for days, do you rush right over to him and go, hey, neighbor? <laughs> Uh, Let's have a party, or do you, uh, you know, lay back and, uh, you know, 
uh, give them their space or uh, wait for an invite or, you know? Uh, us personally, we, uh, we usually keep to ourselves most of the time. Uh, though we might dingy over and, and say, Hey, that way I don't, we're not going to haul up alongside with the stink pot and <laughs> start chatting them up that way. Yeah. That's what the that cocktail flag is. Yeah. Yeah. The cocktail flag is for that if you really want to have company. Yeah. Um, high points of your trip uh, through the lakes, Dave? Oh, gosh. It, <clears throat> excuse me. It have to be Georgian Bay. I have never seen such great boating in my whole life. Uh, every Around every turn was just a, a, another beautiful spot. Uh, lots of, lots of, uh, uh, of covered anchorages where we just didn't have to worry about, you know, fending off the chop, uh, and just tons of places to duck into. I, I, I can't say enough about Georgian Bay. Just great, great boating. Nice hilly country there. Nice hilly country. Yeah. It, it looks like the coast of Maine. It really does. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's all rocks. The, when the glaciers came through there, they, <clears throat> they took the soil away and dropped it in the heartland of the United States and just left rocks. <laughs> Uh, and it, it's pretty to look at. It really is. Old Mount Washington joke, Dave, uh, from the uh, people who drive tourists up and down the, the road there. Uh, uh, tourist lady, where all these rocks come from? Well, the glacier brought them, ma'am. Where's the glacier now? Gone back for another load. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, gone back for more rocks, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, Glacier ain't fessing no more rocks nowadays. We're fixing the glaciers, but that's another story. So uh, what's our uh, ambition for the near future? Well, we uh, have to get through Chicago, uh, and there are some locks there that just, well, just south of Chicago, basically. Uh, there's two locks, uh, Standing Rock and uh, what's the other one? Starts with an M, doesn't matter. Uh but they are on a, a very tight schedule. There's a lot of commercial traffic trying to sneak through, and they're going to be closed completely uh, from the 21st to the 5th of October. Uh, so they're, they're taking through Pleasure Craft at 5 o'clock in the morning, uh, and then the rest of the day is dedicated to commercial traffic. Um, so we want to get through there, and then we're, we're taking our time because apparently we're going down through Tennessee, and there's, <clears throat> there's another lot closed down there because of an oil spill and so we're not in a rush to get through there we, we have to wait out whatever it takes to clean that up so dave have you got any uh crazy weather warnings on your uh, marine radio while you've been in inland waters there a couple of times uh it's funny that both times it both times it didn't apply to us because of where we were uh but we you know, we've definitely heard some uh, weather warnings come across. And boy, does that get your attention fast. Oh, again, I never heard a tornado warning on the marine radio, except for the other year going up the uh, Chesapeake Bay. And, yes, it does get your, I mean, tornado. And then talked to somebody on the dock who was at a uh, yacht club where the tornado went beside uh, it and put people's dinghies in the pool, not in a nice way. She had pictures, you know, and again, oh, yeah. a broken uh, cabin window. So, again, inland boating can come with some uh, interesting complications nowadays. Oh, we were, uh, we were well, actually, we were uh, tied to a, a, another free wall. Uh, this was right here in Lake Michigan. We were up in Door County in Wisconsin. We were tied up uh, in a little cove on Horseshoe Island, uh, which is a, one of the most gorgeous places I've ever dropped a hook. And... The uh, 
there's a trail that goes all the way around the island. We got off the boat and we decided to walk that trail. It's about a mile. And we walked probably a third of a mile and all of a sudden trees on this island were just laid right over flat. It looked like a, somebody had turned over a box of toothpicks. And you know that uh, a water spout would have come ashore right there and mm. just flatten those trees. It, there's no other explanation for it. Uh, you know, so it, it does get treacherous out there. You know it. You see the evidence of it. Mm. Mm. We are talking to Dave Rose more, and he's sitting at the Yacht Club in Milwaukee, Wisconsin on Stink Pot. That doesn't reflect badly on Dave. That's the name of his 39-foot bay liner boat that he's doing the... Uh, well, we call it the Great Inland Circle route up the uh, Erie Canal, uh, Hudson River, Erie Canal, Great Lakes. Uh, and it's the Great Loop. Great Loop, yeah. yeah. And you uh, hope to winter where, Dave? We're going to winter in Florida. Uh, I have to play a folk festival down in uh, the Destin area uh, in mid-January. And then after that, uh, we're going to continue along down the uh, the west coast of Florida and back up the east coast and back up the the big east coast and back to portland maine by uh oh probably june next year wow how long do you think it's going to take you to get down to chicago well uh we're going to do it in one fell swoop tomorrow uh we're going to get up early before light and just get out of here uh because we have a weather window tomorrow uh and it's you know for us that that would technically be a two-day trip we're traveling seven to eight knots um, but we're going to do it in, in one and just turn it into a long day and get there. Uh, and then, you know, we'll, we'll tool around Chicago a little bit. I get some people I want to see there that, uh, that I've known for years, but never met, you know, those sorts of internet friends. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, then we're going to get, go through the lock there on the Chicago river under all those bridges, uh, which requires a 17 foot off the water clearance. Uh, or as we call it, air draft, uh, and then get down to those those locks that uh, want us to come through, you know, in the early morning. Is there a waiting line for those locks for the pressure class now? Uh, yes and no. Uh, those who know better know to call ahead, uh, and they... They record your information when you call ahead, and I probably shouldn't tell everybody this because they're <laughs> going to get ahead of me, but... Uh, They'll they'll record your information, and when you get there, they'll say, "Oh, come on through with this." You know, we have a hole and uh, some space for you alongside this this tug or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, and they'll sneak you through. Yeah, that's that's uh, the key to the locks. Getting snuck through is what it's all about. So we're <laughs> we're going to do that, and they they also uh, the scuttlebutt is that if you have uh, if you have your girlfriend call, uh, they treat her nicer. So <laughs> Stacy's going to do the talking. So. Yep. Um, you got a nice piece up on the Facebook there. Uh, it's a time-lapse uh, uh, condensation of going uh, up, uh, uh, I'm not sure what canal or river, and through a lock or two. I just found that delightful. And uh, you folks seem to know how to handle the boat in and out of, uh, you know, walls and locks and stuff. Uh, uh, your boat handling skills uh, improving every day, Dave? Oh, well, yeah, I guess so. You know, I I was pretty good to start with, but I I'd, I'd say that uh, uh, you know I there is some there aren't many docks that I probably couldn't just slide this onto at this point. Let's put it that way. Yeah, we 
we came into uh, the, the yacht club here, uh, and I, I have a lot of windage on this boat. Uh, and we came into this yacht club, and it was gusting to 40 miles an hour. Uh, and I just set it alongside, and, and we made the lines fast, and that was it. It was a piece of cake, really. So nice. I can't complain. Current is the thing that bothers me. Uh, uh, more well, you than... can't see current. Yes, well, not always. But again, uh, you know, uh, where you are and what you're doing, you're dealing with it in a lot of places. Yeah. yeah, well, there's not, there's really not a lot of current up here on the lakes. Uh, it's it's more wind than anything else. Uh, there was one place that we we dealt with current. Uh, it's a place called Little Current, uh, and it isn't. It, it was it was running about six knots, uh, and we put into a slip there and went and got groceries. Uh, and I I didn't realize it at the time because i hadn't even been thinking about current for months uh and then we're backing out of that slip and there's six knots that wants to hold me on the dock yep you know so i had to give it some give it some juice and get us backwards but uh we we, we got out of that slip without a scratch and and we probably deserved a few of them and again, in an eight-knot boat against a six-knot current, you're only making two knots, and uh, you need some in patience. Reverse. Yeah, uh, you need some patience, and and even going with an eight-knot, uh, a six-knot current, and an eight-knot boat is not a great thing either, because then there's not the same amount of water going over the rudder as usual, and the steering is pretty mushy, you know. Yep. So going down, going downhill with currents, uh, like I say, it's a uh, own challenge as well. So you know, fortunately, I I have uh, some get up and go under the hood on this thing that I don't use very often. She's, uh, well, if I wasn't overpropped at the moment and I am because we're so loaded down, uh, I could make 16 knots with this boat, but you know, I might as well pitch bales of money over the side. Yep. Yep. There is an efficiency curve on the throttle there. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Dave, and again, um, we're having the time of our lives, pretty fair to say, so far? Yes and no. Uh, it, it goes between, oh, my God, why are we doing this, to, oh, my God, this is the greatest thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> you want both of those for the memoirs, uh, at least a little attention for the memoirs, Dave, and, uh, you know, like I say, uh, got to be uh, a little bit of that uh, uh, so the high highs are, uh, you know, as good as they can be. Oh, and they are. Yeah. They are. And normal people don't do what you're doing, bud, okay? That's right. That's why we're talking to you today. So, um, Dave Rowe, Adventures of Stinkpot, Stacy Guth. Uh, and Stacy, uh, again, uh, uh, she seems to have good uh, line handling skills. I'm huge on line handling. Um, good line handling can uh, uh, makes it, you know, uh, somebody's got to be uh, steering the boat right. But a line handler can uh, save or, or ruin a lot of stuff too. So, uh. oh yeah, oh definitely. And and you know, she's well. We started on Sebago, which you know that that's a good trading ground, really. That's a choppy little lake. It it can be a choppy little lake, but by the same, it, it's just big enough that you can get into a little bit of trouble and learn how to get out of it without really taking your life into your hands. Um, but it's small enough that. You're not taking your life into your hands, really, by and large. Uh, so, you know, she she learned well there. Uh, and, you know, I picked up, have you ever heard of boat sticks? 
Uh, a, tell us. It's a it's a product. They're made in Canada. I, I think you can, if, if you just Google boat sticks, you can find out what they are. And it's basically this piece of PVC pipe with a clip on the side that you run a line through uh, with a bowline. And you can, you, it, you snap that clip onto a boat hook and you, it gives you reach with a loop. And you can set that around, a, you know, a bollard or, or uh, a, uh, a piling or something, uh, or even a, a pretty good size cleat. And then, you know, at least you have a line on land and you can cinch it up on your cleat. Yeah. Uh, and I, I bought a pair of those for her and uh, she's never used them. Not yeah. once. <laughs> Hasn't needed them. Again, uh, hopefully uh, you'll make it so she's not jumping with any fear of uh, making the dock and uh, just steps casually ashore as the wind uh, drafts in there. And something else I've learned, you can't just hand a dock line to anybody who happens to be there. Most people don't know what to do with them. <laughs> yeah. you know? Oh, no, they they stand there looking numb with it in their hands, and sometimes they'll, you know, try to pull you in. And I, yeah. You know, I, I've, I can't tell you how many dock, I mean, experienced theoretically dock hands, uh, she's tossed a line to, and they stand there, and I, I have to yell down to them, get that around the cleat, or we're done. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm pulling, I'm either pulling you in, or, <laughs> or I'm hitting something. Uh, so. Take a wrap all the way around that. Go one time around that, 360 degrees. I tell everybody, and again, you, uh, so anyway, you can't uh, pull that boat in by yourself. But uh, yeah, Stacy seems to, uh, like I say, be doing a good job too. I hope you all having, like I say, a real good time. And, uh, you know, keep traveling safely, bud. We will. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you, Dave. Look forward to talking to you again next month. You've got it. Well, it's uh, Dave Rowe and the Adventures of Stinkpot. Um, I guess he's got a good Facebook page. I don't see that. But um, lots of videos there. And speaking of videos, John, that video of the uh, boat rolling over Winter Harbor, um, is no, that? She just rolled on her side. Yeah, well, okay, yeah, not all the way over. Yes, phew. Yeah. We did that once, you know. Uh, really? He yeah, 2001. It, took, took the... Actually uh, capsized. Yeah, we flipped it over. At, on her, yeah, excuse she went me, up at on, speed. Yeah, about 50. Whoa. Smashed in the windows. Blew the windows right out of them. Oh, yeah. Lord. Yeah, woo. That's a, hell of, that's a hell of a car crash. I don't want to see right that now. video. That <laughs> But uh, how do how do you see the video of the uh, the Winter Harbor boat? How do you see it? Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to find it because oh. I happened to get it from the guy who oh. <laughs> who performed the the task of putting it on its side, huh. which is Jeremy Beal from uh, uh, Wayne Beal's Boat Shop because oh. it's a Wayne Beal twenty eight or really now a Muscle Ridge twenty eight. Hmm. That would be a, a good one to see if we can get it onto the boat talk. And what would you say the fellow racing next to him said when he saw him about to? Uh... If he wants second that bad, he'll get have it. Yeah, <laughs> that was Tom Clemens in uh, motivation. Somebody got back oh, off yeah. a little bit. Motivation's yeah. a nice fast boat. Isn't yeah, it? motivation will do fifty-two, fifty-three. Yeah, and so uh, the so the year's over. We finished yeah. our last two races in uh, Long Island and Portland. And, of course, Portland is all for MS, and I haven't got a tally yet. But usually what we'll bring in is about six or $7,000 for the MS Society. Let's, let's expand on that. So there's, um, what, 100 boats at least in the, in the Portland boat races? There was about 50 to 55 boats 55. each, each not, race. Not a real big crowd. but No. Um, 
there are lots of sponsors who make donations of either money or right. and gear or whatever. Right. The and, sailboaters are a little different. They go out and get a sponsor for the boat. We don't. Yeah. And most of them uh, come in and sponsor a race. And then the racers are awarded money yeah. for first, second, and third. And that ends up in a bucket. Uh-huh. About 99% of them gave their money back. Gave their money back to – and, and the charity is MS? Yeah, Multiple Sclerosis Society yeah. of Maine. So they uh, benefit quite well from those races. Right. Then. It's unfortunate, but they, they saw a downfall this year. They didn't do the uh, auction, which they normally do on Friday night. And I think they didn't have as many sailboats out racing in the regatta. So there's a couple people talking that want to, you know, build it back up to what it was. Because mm-hmm. Merle Hallett at Handy Boat was the one that spearheaded this whole thing. Merle Hallett. Yeah. He yeah, was here. He's, uh, he's a legend in Casco Bay. Yeah, the, Owned, yeah, uh, the name's Handy Boat right. forever, yeah, yeah, since I was a kid. Uh, and he's still around. Yeah, he was old, he he was old when I was a kid. But he doesn't look any different. <laughs> yeah. Huh. He looks the same. Yep. And uh, Handy he, Boat he and is, Finn, uh, I think, are perennials. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Handy Boat's why I'm sitting here this morning. We were, uh, again, as uh, teenage boys, 14, 15 years old, we fixed up an old uh, Lightning. Never made it stop leaking. Uh, <laughs> never had a dinghy. Swam out to it at Cousins Island. Uh, we had to go every other day because otherwise, uh, you know, just be all awash. And uh, we sailed that thing. Camp now, around. are you from Cousins? Uh, no, grew up in uh, uh, the end of Portland there, North Darren. Okay. And uh, Falmouth. And, uh, so anyway, we uh, uh, were into a handy boat at the dock, and there was a Hinkley Bermuda 40 next to us. And we knew what a Hinkley was. It's, uh, it's a Rolls Royce. Mm-hmm. There was a young couple there. I don't know if it was their boat or they were chartering, but they were amused by a boat full of happy boys, <laughs> you know, and invited us aboard for uh, uh, peanut butter and mayonnaise sandwiches. And I've never had a peanut butter and mayonnaise sandwich since. Um, I wonder why. <laughs> I, you know, but I never forgot that. And when I moved back from Nova Scotia to Maine, I saw an ad in the uh, paper for the Hinkley Company. I was a pretty good uh, cabinet maker, uh, kitchen builder at the time, and, you know, fixing up boats my whole life. And uh, pretty much how I was reading the Bangor Daily News one day on break at the Hinkley Company and saw an ad for this community radio station, which was going to start. And, <laughs> I'm one of the original volunteers, so haven't haven't got rid of me yet. And don't we have fun doing boat talk? Which is we ought to explain what we're doing this morning. We uh, hope to have a guest in here this morning, but not. Yeah, unfortunately, Karen of uh, Castine Kayaks is uh, unable to make it today. We're going to be talking about phosphorescence. That's always been a real interest of mine. You know, it's uh, for anybody who doesn't know, uh, phosphorescence. I believe is only a saltwater phenomenon, but it's um, phytoplankton, I believe, that are in the water, and when they're disturbed by some sort of a turbulence or a, an ore going through the water or whatever, they they glow. So when you're rowing at night, you're, when your ore hits the water, there's little um, galaxies, I guess I'll call them, around yeah, the little oars. green sparkles. It's trippy, man. Yeah, it's very it's trippy. with some good acid. It could be, uh, you know, uh, quite something. But <laughs> Now, uh, Karen right from Castine sea. Kayak Adventures, not only interestingly enough, takes people out in Castine Harbor and, and Belfast, too, I guess nowadays, in the daytime, which is its own issue, mm-hmm. but uh, herding tourists in the dark. And, uh, wow, uh, we'd love to talk to her about uh, yeah, get- 
count uh, how many kayaks you have when you come back. Make sure you didn't lose somebody. Well, and again, uh, uh, herding tourists is, uh, you know, like uh, uh, probably uh, herding cats in some ways. So uh, Yeah, I, yeah. I, I know some who would fit but that. But didn't, didn't make it with Karen uh, this morning. So we are doing boat talk. We do have a telephone if you'd like to give us a call. We always like to speak to anybody who's brave enough. Yeah. So at least we'll and the number Karen. You're little. looking at it, not me. Yeah, okay. I always get it uh, sideways. One eight six 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 two five nine three seven eight. One eight six 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 two five nine three seven eight. Yep. It's the uh, boat talk line here. Another piece from the Bangor Daily News here about the uh, lobstermen and the the right whales and. Uh, Let's start with a uh, Bangor Daily News poll result, daily poll. Do you agree with uh, NOAA, National Oceanographic Atmospheric Administration, proposed rules to protect the endangered North Atlantic right whales? 22% say yes, I agree with NOAA. we got to protect them whales, and 78, 78% say uh, no. Um, the fishermen in Maine are uh, being talked to now and told that uh, you know, there's like 400 uh, right whales left. Um, we've got to protect these things and haven't made you give up all your, um, uh, what, we gave up uh, sinking rope for floating rope or floating rope for sinking rope? Floating rope for sinking yeah, rope. Yeah, it gets confusing. Now they want to Now well, they want to give up strong rope for rope that will break it. Uh, right. Yeah. Great idea. Basically. Mm-hmm. But you know what the argument here is is that the fishermen have a problem with is that if there's no right whales in the area, why are you forcing them to do what you're doing? Uh, and that's what they say. There's only been one uh, associated death uh, was back in uh, uh, 2002, documented uh, right whale getting tangled up in Maine lobster fishing gear. There's been a number of them this year in the Gulf of St. Lawrence, mm-hmm. which is remarkable because they were never found in the Gulf of St. Lawrence before. Right. Gulf of St. Lawrence is warmer so, than it used to be. Now there's fish there that uh, so have been... So they sun easier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And again, there's, there's that's bait. That's where the fish is. There's, yeah. there's a bait for them to eat, and that's where the whales go. So, yeah. uh, Well, there seems to be a lot of bait on this coast, too, right now. Yeah. So the like argument you go is... go porgy fishing. Yeah. 17 barrels a day, and you can make about 1500 bucks. Really? That's, and, yeah, that's, and that's a big thing. There's a lot of guys doing that because the big uh, boats are tied up at the docks. Yeah, yeah, I can remember a few years ago we had so many that they were washing up on the shore. And remember that, 88, 89? Yeah. They got chased in and all died, and the smell was great. Yes, <laughs> they really raised a stink. <laughs> now, let's also point out that the Canadian fishermen are uh, having the same uh, discussion right now. And they're, they feel exactly the same way. Um, there's a place in Halifax which is working on a new system for setting uh, fishing gear traps. And basically, uh, it would have an anchor to the bottom and some kind of release mechanism that you can trigger with a remote control. Yep. There is no line in the water. The trap is anchored to the bottom. That'll work. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there was a uh, no complications uh, whatsoever. Yeah. The anchor Under- holding the thing. You know, electronics underwater. How does it get back down? Uh, I, you know, hello. Yeah. But there is um, some high school students, I believe, this last year or two, who have been working on some sort of a design for uh, remote control lobster traps like that. There mm-hmm. was a. Uh, I thought it was in Maine Coastal News. I read an article. But, uh, no. 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 Just because you've never seen a right whale, or even if a right whale is, is uh, literally not likely to be in your area, although a lot of people didn't think that great white shark would be, uh, you know, 
uh, knee deep on, on the beach where they were either. So, oh, they used to be in Belfast. Oh, uh, you'd be surprised. Big time. Uh, again, what's right right nearby that you haven't seen? A friend of mine was coming up from um, uh, the shore of the Penobscot River just before Verona Island uh, back in July, and spotted a mountain lion, hmm? and. Looked right at, looked it right in the eye, and the cat looked away, kind of embarrassed. Uh, he got caught. Yeah, kind of embarrassed <laughs> yeah. to be seen, you know. But was coming out of the ditch, and and again up near the road there, and and again just because you've never seen a mountain lion doesn't mean they're not there, and they and they are important. Everything's all connected, and it's all important to have, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Them right whales, some of the wrong whales too. Perhaps should uh, <laughs> we should think about keeping them as well. We need a better way to track those whales so we know really where they are and where they're going because the you know the biggest problem for the whale is the ship strikes. Ship did, strikes. Did you are hear the? Serious, yes. Did you hear who got uh, fined? No. The Canadian Coast Guard. <laughs> oh, no, they they hit a whale. No, they were going too fast in the in a in a zone. Oh, how who recorded them then? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I some known it. I, I, I think it was on G Captain. Uh, I doubt it. They were policing themselves. Yeah, probably not. I've also heard, haven't seen one this year, but the uh, ocean sunfish. I'm I'm told are uh, yep, unusually thick in the Gulf of Maine. Ocean sunfish, also known as a mola mola, is one of the funniest things you will see out in the water. Um, yeah, you think it's a shark when you first see it. Uh, you will see a uh, dorsal fin, which is kind of floppy and waving, and you come up on this thing, you think it's a whale, and you look at it real close. It, it, okay, this looks like a whale's head with no whale underneath. <laughs> yeah, it's just a, a big Roadkill. dish on edge. Yeah, it's a big blob, of, uh, and again, has this dorsal fin. They are um, a southern uh, species that drift up here. They get uh, uh, loggy and... Uh, uh, you know, uh, don't have a lot of energy in the cold water, but the water's getting warmer and they're coming. And I actually did hit one of those things with a 44-foot sailboat uh, going to Nova Scotia a few years back. Little Jolt? Little Jolt, yes. And, uh, oh, the beauty of it was my friend who was with me at the time, no longer for uh, uh, mutineering, uh, had to be in charge of everything till his last mutiny, uh, he had gone down to use the uh, head and uh, give me instructions that I was to drive the boat, not the autopilot. I needed, uh, you know, wheel time. And, uh, again, a good name being more ridiculous. So I'm standing there watching the autopilot. We come up and hit this thing, big jolt, and I knocked him right off the toilet. I grabbed the wheel, <laughs> spun the thing around, and, and it wasn't the jolt. It was the spin knocked him off the toilet. He's screaming down there, what? think I hit a whale. What are you doing now? Going back, make another run. I don't think we killed it. <laughs> yeah. And you look at this thing. It's got our bottom pane on its back, and it's still waving its uh, uh, dorsal fin. It doesn't seem to, you know. Probably didn't hurt it. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll never know. Yeah. Mola but, mola. Yeah. Well, we're just about come up to the end of this voyage. Time to make room for On the Wing coming up next here on Community Radio, WERU-FM, Blue Hill. Thanks to Amy Brown down in the engine room for helping I used to buy the bins of boat and I used to buy the sail, sir. I used to buy the pits of fish and take some home to lie, sir.
Democracy Now! produces a daily global